that with each personality he'd mirror. So yeah. I definitely did that maybe a little too much. Yeah. And I love, like, I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. So. You are very expressive. You guys, it's Kate. What is going on? What's what is, good? What is shaking, bacon? Well, Kate is a little <laughs> sad today because what happened? What? She went all the way to the Taylor Swift oh. concert. Waited. I'm sorry, I blocked that out already. Okay. She can I tell on you? Yeah. Kate sat in bed this morning for probably about an hour and a half. No, an hour. Okay. No, it was an hour and a half. Just watching Taylor Swift videos, and she was legit crying. Like, I was sad. It was not fake cry. It was like there was tears coming down her eyes. It, there is something so sad with getting last minute, trying to get last minute tickets, and then as you're trying, like literally, I was. We found some that we were gonna get, and literally, I could not have been faster clicking the button. As I'm trying to click the button, our windows are open and we can hear her singing Cruel Summer. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna happen. And it says, sorry, the tickets are gone. And I just, I can't tell you, it's so disappointing. We sat in the car for an hour and a half, two hours trying to get these tickets. Tell them how much the tickets were an hour into the concert. An hour into the concert, the nosebleed seats were like almost $1,000. Still. Per person. So it's just crazy. We couldn't, we couldn't do it. And it was very sad. Me and Jamie just and you almost did. had a hard time. You almost did. We almost did do it. And imagine. Because <clears throat> like, it went down a little bit and we were like, right. we can do this. Well, you made it really <clears throat> hard. Speaking of dating and making it hard to walk away. You put yourself by the concert. You could hear the craziness and the energy. <sighs> like you put yourself in such a position. I set myself up for disappointment, disappointment. Right. But you know, on I I don't really go on TikTok, but I did to look up these hacks <laughs> and there were tons of people that were getting last minute tickets previous days for the show and they were getting them for like under $300. No and way. so I was like, yeah, so I was like this is going to happen for the LA shows. So I didn't do it like dumb, you know what I mean? Like I researched it and saw that it was happening for other people, but this was the last one in LA, yeah. last one in America for a long time. I think and you just, I just waited. And, and everyone knew she was gonna announce 1989 Taylor's version. So I, I'm sorry if you hate Taylor Swift, like don't tune, tune us out. We're not gonna, gonna talk say, about her enough. any longer. Um, but yeah, I was sad. Okay, can yeah. we move on? That's enough, Taylor Swift. I, I agree. I'm sad. Um, <sighs> hey, guys. So transitioning, we're talking about another red flag today. Flakiness, bad communication, maybe noncommittal, all those things. Okay. Um, we're pumped about it. We kind of have a loose outline, but we're going to go more rogue today. Now, this one's going to be fun because they they're kind of all are bunched together. Like, you don't really get a person who's kind of noncommittal who's not flaky. Yeah. You don't really get a, a person who's a poor communicator and also kind of noncommittal. Yes, you know, we're going to say wishy-washy. some uh, caveats to that, but yeah. Exactly. So, we're super excited today. Uh, we're going to run through those red flags. Are they red flags or... Are they deal breakers? It's such a good question. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and get a little introduction. We got Patreon going. We got 41 people today. We're pressing on. The goal is 300. By the end of September, which is like seven weeks away. So 
we just ask you guys, if you're willing to support us for as low as $5 a month or $10 a month, would you consider joining? You also get a ton of fun perks. Yes. Um, it's awesome. We actually have, we just had our first hangout with our Patreon community at our tier three level last Monday night and it went so well, super fun. We have a bonus episode coming out for those in our Patreon community. Sorry for you guys here. You're not gonna be able to hear it unless you're in Patreon and we're, we're giving away a bunch of other stuff like all of our TSA masterclasses are now in Patreon. HODC 2023 replay can now be accessed through Patreon. So we're trying to give you guys a lot in Patreon and it's our way of saying, hey, we want to do more with this show. Would you guys consider, you know, um, supporting us? Because podcasts are expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you want to check it out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash heart of dating. And while you guys are online, heartofdating.com slash resource slash red flags. What's there? That is our freebie for this season to help you figure out what red flags are yours versus what deal breakers are yours. We're going to define it out for you and help you figure out what yours are. Okay. You guys. So quickly, we have our Patreon segment where we have a question from our Patreon community. You guys can do the same thing if you join us at the $10 tier. But this question is from Haley. So let's go. Hello, Kate. I love your podcast. I'm so excited to be asking this question today. Um, my question is about kind of the slow burn versus instant chemistry. I know you've addressed this a few different times uh, on your podcast and I'm finding myself at the very beginning stages of uh, dating someone. We have gone out about four times and while I really enjoy my time spent with this guy, um, I haven't felt all the feels yet, I guess, you know, the butterflies and the kind of the emotional um, connection as much as I feel like we're just building like friendship and I'm enjoying my time. I'm staying curious. Um, and I feel like he's doing the same, like staying curious and interested. Um, but I'm wondering for you, what would you say is like a, a good amount of time or at what point in a relationship's kind of beginning stage, or I guess I should say dating before relationship stage, what would you say is something to kind of look for to say, yes, we're building chemistry and connection. I want to continue this, or maybe we're better off um, just being connected as friends. I would love to know your thoughts and what maybe you have learned um, from all of your experience. Thanks. Awesome. This is a great question, Haley. So we're going to give you the female perspective and then the male perspective. So from the female perspective, I would say a slow burn is so good. You already know that I probably feel that way. I actually have tons of friends that are now married where it started as a slow burn, like for a long time, up to six months, up to sometimes even more than that. And I will say that was the case for me, you know, with JJ. It was, he's looking at Sorry, me right what? now. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. It wasn't like a no, like moderately fast burn. Wasn't moderately fast. Moderate. Burn? It wasn't moderate-ish, slow-ish, moderate-ish. Oh my, this is. <laughs> so basically, you know, and I think for females, that's actually totally okay. JJ's going to speak to the perspective from the male side, um, but I would ask yourself, what do you need from? 
him to build more connection? Do you need to do some fun activities? Do you need to like get vulnerable with him or have him be vulnerable for you with you? Like what would build connection with you and give him an opportunity to shine in that area, whether it's fun and personality, whether it's spirituality, whether it's in the air bucket of emotional connection, um, figure out what it is and then see, prioritize that and see how that goes. Yeah. And I love where you're at. We're so proud of you. We hear a lot of these stories and we know it takes a lot of intentionality, right? You know, so I think from a guy's perspective, if you're a guy here and you're like, how many dates? Like I'm kind of just on the fence. I would say you probably have a shorter amount of time to be Mm -hmm. sure about wanting to pursue or at least go on the next date. I just, this is brutally honest. But there's no replacement for a guy being sure about the woman in the relationship. Yeah. Like as men pursuing, taking on that traditional pursuing role, there's no substitution for a man who says, I don't care if you're unsure about me. I don't care if you're a slow burn or if this is going to take time. I'm sure about you and I'm going to keep pursuing you because even the opportunity of knowing you and pursuing you is worth it. Even if this doesn't work out, the opportunity and chance was worth it for me because you're an amazing, godly, beautiful woman who I am sure about. Now I have a question for you, just yeah. real quick on that. Like the guy's not going to know on the first date if this is his woman. Absolutely not. I mean, it's not necessarily like if you're my woman or not. It's like, I'm just sure that I would love to go on another date with right. you. I'm sure that I want to pursue you. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, can't, I can't know if I want to marry you, but I can't know from a kind of snapshot, like, is this marriage material up front? Yeah. Right. So that's where I think it differs between men and women. We always talk about, I believe the man's heart needs to be ignited at most likely first before the woman. So the man's heart needs to be ignited. Um, There's just nothing worse than a man who is unsure. If the woman is a little unsure, that can actually change. And I've seen it change a lot. But if the man is unsure, that doesn't really change. It really doesn't. Yeah. And for men, I just like, you know, don't you want to be sure about your wife? Like, don't you want to be excited to pursue your wife and vice versa? Like women, don't you want a man and a husband who's sure about you, who's ignited to pursue you, who's excited to take you out and treat you well? Yeah, totally. Good, baby. Thank you. Well, great question, Haley. Um, Okay, guys, we're talking about communicators today. Let's go. So let's start with being flaky. Okay. Dang. Yeah. You added I mean, this one in. I love it. This Being is, flaky or wishy-washy. Is that a red flag? I mean, listen, let's just talk about culturally. Mm-hmm. I think we're absolutely in a place. And I'm not going to lie, honey. I see it more in Southern California and L.A. Oh, than yeah. anywhere I've ever lived. Mm-hmm. There's like a flaky culture yeah. where it doesn't matter if this was made months in advance or the day before. <laughs> if I agreed to it. I see so many people bailing last minute to events. Yeah. And (laughs) I'd say it is absolutely a red flag. Yes, I agree. And I do think we've become more of a cultural overall where we're more flaky because we have more options and it's easier to turn people down via text message. Like back in the day when we didn't have as much like technology, like you didn't really not show up to something that you committed to. It is really easy uh, I also think that, you know, w- as a young person who's been there, <laughs> I had this attitude too. Don't, yeah, I still do sometimes. I'm going to hesitate to commit because something else right, that's better you, might come up. 
you really love fun. Yeah, and yeah. I love fun. And I, I think I've gotten much better at that. But I think I'm, especially as it pertains to dating, mm. I think if someone is super flaky, Bailey, wishy-washy, for me, I just, I think it just reveals maturity. Yeah. Like, I think it totally just reveals maturity, like how much they respect you yeah. and your time and your schedule and the fact that you plan for these two hours to be occupied by them. And then all of a sudden they're just saying, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And sorry, not really. I agree. Now, I did cancel our first date. Yeah. You so, did. I did. You told, guys, day of, Kate bailed on me. Now, were you being flaky or wishy-washy? I, I woke up not feeling well. Yeah, like really not well. Yeah, I was, I was not great. Like I knew I could have maybe done this date, but I would have really not been myself. And yeah. it wouldn't have been like, a, a good date. It actually could have ended our relationship. Like it could have like stopped have anything. The relationship from that never began. But I think the thing for me is as soon as I woke up, our date was in the afternoon. As soon as I woke up and I knew I'm not feeling well, I messaged you right away. Yeah. Like I, I hate doing that by the way, but I also have, <laughs> we were just at a team retreat and everyone did this presentation where you had to choose a dog for each coach. And, um, for me, they chose Maltese. And one of the reasons was vet so problems. Okay, vet problems. And <laughs> high maintenance <clears throat> vet problems, yippee yappy. <laughs> so for me, I do get sick more often and I like have issues and fluctuating with my body like more often than some people. Like it's yeah. true. So there's times where like I really want to show up, but I'm just not feeling well and right. I can't go. And I used to, if you guys read my book, I used to go to everything. I would never miss anything. Right. So this is actually growth for me that I am like, okay, I'm putting in boundaries. But what is not cool in my opinion is canceling last minute and, and making it very casual and doing that consistently. Like, Hey, sorry, something came up. Can't make it like what? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, and first of all, that was also Valentine's day. It was our first day. I was so sad. <laughs> it was, you guys know that was my first Valentine's day date ever. I think you're putting a little too much on value on that, honey. Well, I'm just saying that. Now Valentine's Day <laughs> comes and deal. you couldn't even care less. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. But, uh, you know, here's the reality. If it's something outside of your control that happens, you know, I think the way you communicate it matters. And Kate communicated it very thoroughly. She was very, very genuine and sorry. And especially on the first time around, I think you're obligated to give grace in that sense. Um, if it's a repeated pattern, like if they're flaky two or three times, you know, or just like wishy-washy about not just your dates, but events in their life in general, I just think it's a sign of maybe maturity. Yeah. Which also leads into the next one. Right. Is being non-committal a red flag? I think it definitely is. But I also think this comes from people's attachment wounds a lot mm -hmm. and trauma. Which, and you mean attachment style, Attachment right? style. Like, um, you know, whether they're ambivalent or avoidant leaning. Yes. And um, we have another episode about that. If you guys have never heard about it, we talk about it and teach it at length in school of dating. But if you are more avoidant leaning or ambivalent leaning, you probably are. You probably have a fear of commitment, like legit. Yes. And um, I do think that is a red flag if they're not actively trying to work against that. Yeah. And we're kind of talking about, you know, that 
seven day, 10 day, 12 day, like it's been a month or two. And they're still very, very unsure in that sense. And they're just well, like, well, we recommend 90 days of dating before getting into a relationship. Right. So but they're non-committal they're, from uh, just even wanting to have that conversation. Right. Oh, like right. it's very yeah. off limits for them. And I think the reality is they that, just want to be chill. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Just chill. But it does depend. Like you have a non-committal version that is like out of a place of trauma hmm. or personality uh, or attachment theory. Right. I'm just like very, very avoidant in general. I'm very distrusting and I'm very non-committal. I, that one's hard because I think it is a red flag, but more in the sense of like you really need to evaluate and there's going to be a lot of handholding. Yeah. Like commitment and trust issues are going to be a major issue. It doesn't mean they're not a quality person to date for you, right. but it is going to require a ton of patience, a ton of waiting. I think one thing is if you bring up a conversation about commitment or where your relationship's at. Are they afraid of that conversation? Do they not want to have that conversation? Do they not know what to say in that conversation? Like those, that's concerning. And also like if they may have some commitment issues, but if they're not willing to work past those yeah, and they're just fine being stagnant and kind of like coasting, yeah. that is definitely, that would be in my, in my opinion, a deal breaker. I would say it's a deal breaker. If they're in a place where they're so non-committal that they can't even have an in-depth, serious, vulnerable conversation about where they're at, where you're at, and you know where they'd like to move forward to. Yeah, I agree. Now, there's also non-committal about just wanting to have fun. Like they are just. We all know these people. I'm speaking as as one of them. Where you're just dating and you're not committing because it is more fun to just be dating multiple people. Right. And this is where we don't advise for people to date multiple people if you lean more avoidant and you just want to have fun. Right. Like if you are only dating because, ooh, dating is fun. Like, yes, we want dating to be fun with you, for you. But if you're only dating to have fun and you don't have any intention at all of getting married anytime in the near future then I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be dating at all. Yeah, we call this a serial dater, mm -hmm. right? It's either someone, you know, who you know in your church group, your community group, who you can't remember the last time they were single, right? right. After the breakup, they are going on to the next person, the next relationship, right. and they're there. Or it's the one who, you know, I would ask you if you feel like you're at this kind of place, if you met someone who was wife quality and husband quality tomorrow, would you feel comfortable in the next three months, six months, year pursuing them and dating and relationship towards marriage? Right. And that's if good. that's too daunting or scary for you, you are in a place where I think we would totally recommend and encourage you to get healing and counseling and come back to dating. Say, you know, if this happened tomorrow, I would be ready. That is called like healing your commitment issues. Yes, <laughs> which does need to happen. And yeah. sometimes people heal them as they go through a relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think there's a lot of stuff you can do before that mark to, to really heal and set your foundation up. Yeah. So the last one I would say is being non-committal red flag. I would honestly say if it's a place of like wisdom, discernment and slowness saying, hey, I would love to commit tomorrow. Like you are 
as Kate loves to say, the bee's knees. <laughs> you are the best thing since sliced bread. You are my man. You are my woman. God even gave me a dream about you. I had a pro oh, prophetic vision. No, yeah. You check off all my boxes and the ones I didn't even know I had. You are just the most amazing woman. I think that's the, that is wisdom to say, but yet I'm still going to take my time. We're still going to take this with slowness. One day wisdom, at a time. One day at a time. That's really where I, you know, where I felt like, Kate, hey, I was gung ho yeah. about her, but still that 90 day mark. Um, it's not that I'm non-committal. I'm just being wise and discerning and there is no rush. Like right. we don't have to rush and urgently get to the altar. Like a good example is you've been dating one month and you feel good and you want to move to being in a relationship, but they say, Hey, I, I'm working towards that, but I would like more time. I need another 30 days or 60 days. Right. I or, say that's not necessarily them being non-committal. That's them trying to be wise and pacing themselves. And in fact, I've had to say that to guys in the past who maybe wanted to commit to me quickly, where I was like, hey, for me, based on my past, I used to jump in really quickly and I'm really practicing pacing more through time. So it's not that I don't really want to commit to you yet. It's just... I would like to give it a little more time before we do. Yeah. And that's a great and hard conversation to have. Mm -hmm. But uh, if I have someone who's wise enough to say that to me, I, I'm i like, I respect that. And I was already attracted to you. I'm, more, I'm attracted to you even more now. Not that, you know, it's because I can't have you. It's because that was super wise. Lovely. That is really, really awesome. That's a great character trait to have in someone. Now, so. I just will say again, a caveat to that is <clears throat> I just think there's so many parts to this. There you know? is. Like, it, it does get there. Someone can say it's out of a place of wisdom and pace. And then there I do think there is yes, a line a where there's like, OK, wait a second. Like, yeah. because if you keep saying I want to pace it, I want to pace it, I want to pace it. Now it's been six months, eight months, a year. Right. And you're not talking at all about engagement or the next stages of your relationship. I would say like you got to work on something there. So JJ at six months, I asked him where he stood with me and he said, you know, he needs more time. And so that was okay. Um, but my question to him, which I think was a good question is, Hey, I'm curious to know what questions you need answered. And maybe just to ask yourself, like what you need to answer about me, because sometimes I feel like people can just like coast and just see like how it's going um, and not like make that decision. But you should be intentional about the process. If you don't know yet or you want more time, then what questions do you need to find out? And trust me, like looking at Kate in that conversation, it's hard to say mm. to the other person after six months, like. It's not that I'm unsure about marrying you. It's just, I think that we need more time to get yeah. to know each other and build more and more trust. Cause that is the perfect place and point where you're like, I know their red flags. I know their core flaws. Can I gather enough data in the next three months, six months, eight months to, to say safely? Yes. They're growing in these areas. They're taking them very seriously. This is someone I can see myself marrying because I can see that they are serious about changing and growing and taking this seriously. Right. Um, and so, 
and that conversation is hard to have. So I tell guys all the time, listen, it's okay to not know. I think like we get in this dangerous narrative, like men, you got to know which date you're going to ask her to be your girlfriend by. You have to know which day in the right. future when you're going to propose by. And if, and if you don't have that, you're not ready. You don't have vision. I'm like, man, that, <laughs> that is such high pressure and stakes. But it's a good point because the question we answered earlier from Haley when you were saying that guys should know or guys need to know the difference between what you're saying and mm. the answer before is right. the guy needs to be sure that he is moving forward. Yeah. Right. The guy needs to be sure that he wants to move forward. I'm not sure if I'm going to you know, propose to you tomorrow. That's okay. But I am sure that I would love to see you tomorrow. And, and move forward. Right. Yes. And that there's a huge difference in that. And it's so easy to blur the two. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure about her. So I have to marry her. Right. No, I'm sure about her. And I want to keep evaluating and marrying her is the best decision for us. <laughs> Hi, Yubby. And again, just like removing that pressure. Yeah. That pressure. I just, I don't think the pressure does any good for either side. I agree. Okay. Last Lovey one. Just keeps wanting to come up here. If you're watching YouTube, we've been petting her. She's been coming up. She's just the permanent like spot in our YouTube videos. I know. I we were saying that we need to rent out Lovey to uh, <laughs> to girls who've just gotten broken up with for the weekend because Seriously. she's such a good empath. She's so clingy and lovey. She's like that canine Velcro. She, she just is. like She's like, I will be by your side forever and I love yes. you no matter what. She's like Doug from Up, yeah. like a female version. Oh, I wanted to say really quick, hey, uh, we have YouTube, guys, so make sure to check us out on YouTube. And we've been adding new features, fun things, like this is, I know, middle of the episode, but check us out on YouTube. You'll see me clapping Lovey's hands together right now. Uh, we're really working on our YouTube channel. Do you, well, let me ask you if they're about to go do this. Do you listen to podcasts or do you ever look them up on YouTube? Now I love watching them on YouTube. Why is that? Because I like listening to them, but it's sometimes fun to see them as well. Yeah. I don't watch and like sit in front of my computer and watch the whole thing straight, but I'll listen to it and then I'll like check in and watch sometimes too. I, I actually love it. I'll be honest. There's something mentally where if I'm on a laptop... I'd rather pull it up on YouTube and listen yeah. than go through like the podcast app on my laptop. Yeah. You know, or, but if it's on my phone, I, I stick to the app. Yes. And then if I stream it on the TV, YouTube. Yeah. I, oh, definitely. Yeah. You love it. Um, I love it too. Uh, if you guys missed it, we've been doing a subscriber showdown. Uh, we've been trying to hit a certain number of subscribers right now. We are trying to get to 4,000. And if we do, we'll all pierce our ears, including JJ. Let's go, please. He wants to bring back the black earring, even you if guys, it's for a week, okay? Because I don't know if I can handle more You guys can help me get a dangly cross earring, a huge gold, uh, gold or diamond stud. Guys, I'm begging you. Oh my please. gosh. He did do the Fu Manchu. I did do the Fu Manchu. It was supposed to be like Hulk Hogan bleached white. It would not fully bleach. Yeah, it actually. It hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was kind of red. I know. And it's uh, walking into a place or a situation with the Fu Manchu. Um, people don't know if it's a joke or if it's serious. So I just got no comments on it because yeah, people were like, okay. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Last red flag. And I love this one. Potential red flag. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Poor communication. And I'm right. talking like, even from the spectrum of like, 
they take 12 hours to reply to me on text. It's short. We kind of call to like, it's been three days. Right. I've, I even double texted them when they reply. It's very disinterested. Yeah, I think communication is super interesting because a lot of times when we talk about communicating, we talk actually we're talking about texting and we're talking about like communicating plans. And that's a lot of what we're actually referring to. We're not just referring to like communicating needs and feelings, even though that's also important. So let's especially in the beginning of dating, let's talk about like texting and communicating in the early stages of dating and the plans. So is it a red flag if they're poor communicator? Yes, but I think the other part is that every person communicates differently. Like literally, we actually teach this in phase three of our program, School of Dating, which is our eight-week mentorship program coming back this fall. Shout out. But everyone does have a different communication style. You know, some people are over text or in person are direct and firm. Some people like me are expressive and animated and use a lot of emojis and exclamation points. Some people are long-winded and want to text you paragraph on paragraph on paragraph of answers. And some people are short. You know, how is your day? You may have one person that responds with a long paragraph. You may have somebody else that was like, good, it was a good day. How was yours? Which I hate. I hate when that happens. But, you know, another thing is I actually found this back in my day on dating apps is that I would connect with guys and start chatting. And sometimes I would just think, wow, this guy is like so open. He must be so extroverted because he was sharing so much and talk so much on the app. But then in real life, I would meet these people and they would be so introverted. Like they would barely say anything on the dates. So sometimes the most introverted people in texting and communicating can seem really outgoing and share everything versus sometimes like I met the most gregarious people in real life and we would connect and then texting it would be short okay see you soon cool can't wait period like it would be like so short like I know you're like did I do something to offend this person yeah I'm like oh Kate struggles with that big time if she especially if she's (laughs) texting a baby boomer and they don't use any emojis or they I'm say like, dot, dot, dot. I'm, I, listen, your defense, me too. I'm like, sometimes I text like my, my grandmother or someone and they're like, good to see you. I'm like, wait, was it good to see me? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like no expression. You know, it's funny now because if you look at our texts, I'm probably like way less expressive now because we use text more of like a, just a back and forth. Yeah, honey, I'm kind of sad about that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You're just like not excited to see me. That's not it. Me. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, I just, I'm saying a heart emoji <laughs> or uh, the emoji with the heart eyes or with the stars. <laughs> it would mean a lot if you used them again. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I don't know if he's being serious, but okay, baby, I'll report back to the to heart of dating and they can keep me accountable. Okay. Okay. Promise? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we're taking a quick break in today's episode. I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, HelloFresh. I have a question for you. Are you craving homemade meals, but you dread all the time it takes to find all the ingredients at the store and actually make that homemade meal? I'm raising my hand right now because that's me. Um, But I have a solution for you, you guys. 
Hello Fresh. All you need is 15 minutes and you'll be enjoying a tasty, delicious homemade meal. Okay, I'm telling you, they have quick and easy recipes delivered to your home with all those little ingredients that will make it super easy for you to have that homemade meal experience that you want. Also, like I just got to be honest, like for me, I have been a person that in the past has done a ton of food delivery, like Uber Eats and things like that. And, you know, it's just not good for the bank account, okay? HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout, and it's less expensive than grocery shopping, too, which is crazy. So all you got to do is choose your recipes, and each week you'll receive fresh pre-portioned ingredients so you can get that homemade meal experience really, really fast, and it doesn't take a long time. I have loved using HelloFresh because it makes cooking so much easier and I actually have really delicious meals that I didn't get before. Now I gotta be honest, JJ also cooks a lot of the meals. Thank you, JJ. But it's also made his life really easy as well because I'm really specific and I hate boring meals and HelloFresh meals are anything but boring. Also, let me say this, uh, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. So you can also do Green Chef, same thing pretty much as HelloFresh, but um, you have even more customizable options on there. So if you guys want a discount, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 heart of dating and use code 50 heart of dating for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, HelloFresh.com slash 50 heart of dating. 50 is the five zero heart of dating, not spelled out 50. Okay. So, and you can use that code 50 heart of dating for 50% off plus free shipping. You guys, are you going to check it out? It's so good. Okay. So say we had that conversation and a week later, Mm-hmm. Your poor communicator is still a poor communicator. Right. Yes. What's the deal? I, I think that's a problem. Like if you say, hey, I feel really good when I hear from you or, when, you know, sometimes it's hard when I don't feel expression from your text. Uh, you know, you are going to have to meet in the middle on some of these things. If you're really expressive and long winded and they're not very expressive, not very long winded, like they're not going to change and come all the way to your side and you're probably not going to change and come all the way to their side. So you will have to meet in the middle, but you know, you want to see them working towards meeting you in the middle, right? Like that's what's important. Um, and I think, I think communication in the very beginning of dating is the game killer. Like I, it's like the date killer. It's, it's either the make or break of something that continues or that flops just based on this communication it and is, a lot of texting. It is. Yeah. I think it's low hanging fruit for a guy to be a great communicator. Yeah. Very clear, upbeat, urgent, responsive. And somewhat expressive. I'm not talking about a million emojis, but like, you know, a smile here and there would be, I think, mean a lot to a girl. Wait, can a guy use too many emojis? Well, remember the beginning of dating? JJ actually used a million emojis and I was like, what? I don't know about a million, but. You used a lot. You know, I definitely mirrored. <laughs> You know, like Andy, uh-huh. Andy Bernard <laughs> in the office. Yes. He goes in there and he's like, easiest way to get everyone to like you, you mirror. <laughs> yes. It and does. so with each personality, he'd mirror. So yeah. I definitely did that maybe a little too much. Yeah. And I love, like, I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. So. You are very expressive. Okay. Now, well, if, 
Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I think more of a red flag than just maybe not having the same communication style as you. The bigger red flag is a lack of consistency. Yeah. In texting. I agree. Or so in communicating. Let's say this. Because someone has a different texting preference, cadence, call, FaceTime, preference, cadence, and schedule, that's not a red flag. It, it just means one thing. They're a different human being than you. Yes. Okay. They're not your clone. They're not and your twin. You can express that you'd like to meet them in the middle. Yes. Right? And, and that's totally a fine request. Now, when it becomes a big issue, and I, this happens, this is the way of life in dating, and you guys know what I'm talking about. They've come on the scene. You guys are feeling excited. This person is your future husband and wife. They're charming. They're attractive. You maybe go on a date. And then all of a sudden, the daily texts of paragraphs and 10 texts. Or, hey, how's your morning? Right. Have kind of dwindled down to five. Their responses instead of immediately back and double tap and, you know, like and triple text now an hour or it's right. a day between responses yeah they've all of a sudden gotten busy in their life yeah right and oh sorry i'm just so busy yeah i'm sorry i just i got all these things going down and it's been three days yep it's been a little more delayed the next day oh yeah like um maybe next week yeah okay and no follow-up mm-hmm. guys and girls if this happens to you, I I don't want to curse it because every situation is different. But for the vast majority, they're just not that into you. <laughs> they're not. <coughs> and I think, listen, I don't know about you, but I, I've had this happen to me. Oh, yeah. So and many times. If you lean anxious like I do, like the this is the worst. When you, I notice uh, pattern shifts in communications like right away. And it's a problem that I've had to like really surrender because I often would go down the rabbit hole of like, you know, second guessing everything. Did I send too many messages? What happened on our last date? Um, did I say the wrong thing? Am I using too many emojis? Then I start double guessing myself and that is never a good place to be because you are overthinking. And what happens is you, it creates this fear if this is you of being out of control or a fear of being rejected by this person. Yeah. And really you've given them too much power to begin with. Yeah, and so exactly. um, I had to really start practicing like if they change communication, okay, I'm going to notice. How does that feel in my body? This doesn't feel that great. Okay. I'm going to try to give them a generous assumption instead of jumping to the worst possible scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's a balance between that and living in La La Land that like, oh, they're just so busy and, you know, they still love me and blah, well, blah, Well, I would say what you described is great. And I think what happens is this. La La Land, maybe to a degree, but probably most commonly, I am just so emotionally consumed by this. Mm -hmm. When I wake up, did they text me? I'm checking my phone incessantly. I'm checking their stories. I am, I am literally... <laughs> It is through my mind all day. I am right. so distracted all I can think in about. church, in small group. After I'm just consumed by this person kind of seemingly not liking me Yeah, and growing in distance. Mm -hmm. And I get, I've been there. Have you been there? Yes. I've been oh, yeah, there like admitted, yeah. multiple times. You know, I just get so interested and in fixated on this girl. So I would just say if you find yourself there, like just 
you know, recognize that you've been there before it is very much most likely over. And the sooner you can come to terms with that, the more quickly you can get over it because being stuck in that pit of just wondering, daydreaming, infatuated, you know, upset, heartbroken, like people stay in that pit for a very long time yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. Like they just get stuck, stuck, stuck. We should probably do an episode of like, I'm just stuck on this person. Yeah, definitely. Because And there's tons of compassion. I've totally been there. So I would just say, you know, if you're there, that's a deal breaker, point blank. Like if it's been a week, a week and a half, like at that point, they're just constantly making excuses for why they're not communicating yeah. with you. It's very clear. Their actions are showing you, you yes, know, like exactly. if you've conversed with them about it and yeah. if you do ask them about why their communication has changed, I think it's very important to not attack them. Okay. Yes. Um, actually, like, I have a great script for you guys. Okay. In our program, the school of dating, we give all of our students their favorite thing, which is the texting, the the texting script guide. This thing that we give in the school of dating is like the golden ticket, and uh, everyone raves about this. They laminate it; it's like the best. But here's one texting script I will give you. This is specifically for ladies. If he said he had a great time and he wants to take you on a second date after the first date, but then he doesn't initiate a second date, or he he texts you a little bit, but he's not making that second date happen. That's a lack of consistency. Okay, first of all, because he said he's going to do it, but now he's not doing it. Right. And I'm not talking about, is he doing it like the next morning immediately? I'm saying in a reasonable amount of time, is he setting up that next date? If it's been a week, that is not okay. So this is what I would say to him. I would say, hey, you, I just wanted to let you know, it feels wonderful connecting with you. I loved our date and I felt so seen and connected. And for me, I am not a woman that really enjoys texting. It honestly feels boring to me. I feel much more bonded and safe with an in-person connection. I feel so excited to see you again in person. If that's not what you desire here, that's totally okay, but I will have to move forward. So this is how you avoid a texting pen pal buddy. It's a great script. Because like there are guys, I'm thinking of a Matthew Hussey video I saw years ago with like just the minimal possible investment guy. Go look it up on YouTube. It's so funny where people will just like pop in and give you minimal investment via text, but they're never actually asking you on a date. They're never actually pursuing that next step. Yeah. Text is such a low hanging fruit. It is, it's if, so easy. If they're not making any effort, A, in text, that's a big red flag but b if they're not pursuing forward and they said they want to take you on another date but they're not scheduling it that is a big problem okay but then they say oh yeah um i'll get back to you and they don't get back to you yeah, and then they just keep texting their actions Ooh. are revealing everything you need to know exactly so the last thing about poor communication i would just say this this is a note of encouragement because i've been there you're dating someone they haven't texted you back in two hours they finally text you back. How long do you take to reply? Oh, this is our, and we talk about this in School of Dating. Like, honestly, if you are not busy in that moment, truly, just respond back. Right if, away? Yeah. If Immediately. You, yeah, if you're available. If you, if you like heard your phone ring across the room and you're like, is it them? And you're running and you're like, I have to respond. Like yeah. that's different than like, oh, I just got this text and I'm available. I'm going to respond. That isn't a big deal. Okay. I mean, if you are responding immediately to every text, then I would say, okay, and you like have zero a life. Of, okay. Right. What if it's been 12 hours and you're saying I should reply right away? Yeah. Why not? If 
only if you are genuinely 100% available. I'm not talking about it's the work day. I'm not talking about you're at dinner with your friends. I'm not talking about you're watching a movie. I'm talking about literally you are doing nothing in you that don't, moment. You don't think it would be desperate? Absolutely not. They might be like, whoa, that was fast. No, I don't. Are you, you're, you're testing me right now. Cause you know that that's what I feel <laughs> yes. like. Okay. Because <laughs> like, that's where we get into this like texting game. Like, oh, he texted yeah. me. Oh, I'm going to wait to text him back. Right. You mirror. And, yeah. Take an hour. I'm going to take an hour. I'm not right. That whole you know. texting mirroring. I honestly think. Did you think, ever do it? Oh yeah, definitely. Me I didn't want to seem desperate, but <laughs> like you're desperate if you can't help but think about them and you're checking your phone constantly and can't wait for that message back, right? Yeah. You're always checking. Did he text? Did they check? Did they text? But like, if you're genuinely not busy, you got a message, like respond. Like, yeah, I <laughs> would just say there's got to be a point in your adult life where you graduate and you just say, I don't care. I don't care if they think I'm desperate right. sitting by my phone or how it looks. If I'm not busy <laughs> and they replied and I, and I want to reply to them, guess what? I'm not playing this game anymore. Right. I'm going to reply. And I think if you could get both parties doing that, you could have a relationship that is actually going to be serious and mature versus playing a game. Okay? The funny part is this is like what happens in my day-to-day -day life. I am like either I'll text you back right away because I actually saw the text and was available or give me five business days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like that literally is like what happens with friends. And I, I just like if I'm genuinely available, I will message back. And I think that's a good rule of thumb. Um, a few more pieces of communication that we have, like kind of some tips is I do think for the men, communication before a date is important. Yeah, this is kind of hard to teach. Like we don't have courses about how to date in the church or in real life. Mm -hmm. Like you just you're not taught. If you were taught and I had you, I would just say. As and a you dating were in school coach, of dating. Yeah, or, or you're in school of dating. Um, hey, the date should be communicated at least 24 hours in advance. Yes. Do not do the day of. Do not do last minute. Like at least 24 hours in advance always. That is the bare minimum. Right. And... It shouldn't just be like, hey, this time I'll see you tomorrow. It should be, hey, this time this is what to wear or this is what we're doing. Yes. Like, so that the girl knows what to wear. She can yes. plan. There's nothing worse for the female than sitting there. You know you have a date this Saturday and it is Saturday and you're like, what the heck? Like, yeah, I don't I, know when it is, where it is, what I'm going to wear. Yeah. Like, what footwear. <laughs> if you're a last minute guy, just use the two day rule. Like as you're going to bed, instead of watching TikTok, instead of being on Instagram or Netflix, like that last 20, 30 minutes before bed, two nights before, plan it out. Yes. Have a really good idea. You can hammer out the details the next day. But, you know, if it's a Friday night date, Wednesday night is your golden window. Figure out a good rough outline. You can hammer out the details later. And then Thursday at lunch, whenever you have a free 15 minutes, say, hey, can't wait for tomorrow night. Just want to make sure you have a, a good idea about the plan. This is what I'm thinking. This is the time you could definitely wear XYZ. And I can't wait to see you. Right. So good. Clarity is kindness. Yes. And that's across the board. Yep. For any situation, family, relationship, dating, clarity is kindness. Kindness. Okay, now after the date, just another piece of 
communication tips, okay? Women, if you enjoyed yourself after the date, tell the man you enjoyed it yourself and that you would love to see him again. Tell him how it made you feel. Even if he didn't text you after the date first? Yeah, I would say like, Ideally, you say that at the end of the date in, in person, person. Okay. If you know how you feel. Or on FaceTime. Right. <laughs> yes. Or if you like need a minute after the date to collect yourself and see and check in with yourself, how do I feel? Yeah. Um, once you know how you feel, like genuinely thank him and tell him how it made you feel to be on that date with him. Um, that, I would say that goes so long, a long way for a man. That's if you want another date. Yeah, if you I would mean, like to I would genuinely day. still tell, thank him. I just wouldn't add the element of, and I'd love to see you again sometime. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like as a woman, yeah. What about, would you still add, like that made me feel so loved and, you know, secure? I would, I would keep it a little more chill and I would say, hey, you asked some really great questions. I really appreciated that. Like I love your curiosity about you other You have people. great curiosity. Like I would keep it a little bit more like friendly versus like, you made me feel this way and it was so nice. You know what I mean? You're I think, such a romantic. Yeah. Like there's a different way where I'm like leaning more of my feminine and really opening that. Yeah. Or I'm kind of like in more of a surface level. I would say you. it's the same principle for the guy. So first, you know, feel free to communicate either gender after the date. You know, if you enjoyed it, just don't worry <laughs> about the other person. Communicate what you feel, you know, mm -hmm. and how you felt. But for a guy... This is a hard one. Um, one, if you're absolutely sure that you would love to go on another date, let her know, like, you know, love taking you out tonight. You were so wonderful. Find something unique about her personality or yeah. her life that you really enjoyed uh, and, and compliment it. Yeah. Um, and then three, just wrap up with a strong, you know, I don't even need a day to think about it. I would love to take you out again whenever you're free. Yes. Okay. And say, I'll reach out in the next few days or give her like specifics. I'll reach out tomorrow yeah. or in two days. Well, that's assuming you're going to do that. Right. Right. You and shouldn't you can, say it unless you're going to. Right. And that means you're going to, to ask her out on that next date and right. timeline and schedule. Now the second and third option are a little tougher. Number two, sometimes you're not perfectly sure after right. the date if you want to take her out on another date mm -hmm. and that's okay like you you know it's okay i think uh as men again like we we kind of need to be sure about wanting to take them out so if you're already feeling that way after one date like you're kind of unsure it's okay you can go out on another date again but for me, that's like a very, that gray zone in between for men, I don't think it's good for us. Right. And so I would just say it's the same thing. Call out, you know, something you enjoyed about him, something you like. And then for you, it's especially important. I will follow up by tomorrow night, you know, give it a couple of days. I'll follow up in two days, you know, about, you know. And reach out to you about scheduling our next date. Well, what if you're unsure about scheduling the next date? Oh, you'll reach. Oh, I'll I reach see. out yeah. in, uh, in two days. Yes. Talk to you then or something like that. Maybe. Right, right, right. Okay. The third one, you're not interested in seeing her on, a, on another date. Right. I, I think, and, and it's in your best interest, if you're just sure, then it's a, hey, compliment, affirm, absolutely. You know, that's part of leaving them better than you found them. Think of something really yeah. awesome about them, which is should be possible after two hours. And then I would just kindly... Especially after the first date, just say, hey, I, I don't think uh, I'd like to pursue you romantically moving forward. Um, 
and I probably would just keep it as that. If you want to be friends, you can, but I just, I think you can be, you got to be honest here. Well, here's one thing I want to challenge you because I always say give it three dates. You oh, know, okay. We yeah. always say give it three dates. Well, if this is like a, there's some obvious deal breakers. Right. Obvious know, deal like, breakers are not a Christian. Yes. Like this girl's like snorting cocaine in front of you on the date. And, oh, you know, like. Well, that's a thing though. With this, there's not usually those obvious deal breakers. Well, and that's I, why we're doing the series. <laughs> sometimes it's just, I didn't vibe with them. Okay. I think, well, yeah. If they don't love, it's very clear they don't love Jesus and their lifestyle portrays that. And there's just a total absence. Sometimes that can come out on a first date. Right, 100%. Okay, so that's very clear. But I think more often than not, even if the guy is not that sure on the first date, if you're not sure just because you didn't vibe that much, I still would definitely give it a second date. Yeah, you can. I think unless there's like no glaring red flags. Like I think about my dating experience and there's definitely a couple of girls who I wasn't crazy about them on the first date, but they were really sweet and kind. And I probably should have gone out on a second date, mm. according to this rule, on a third date. And I probably would have enjoyed them more. Yeah. If I'd have given it a little bit more time. Because sometimes if you just go on one date, you're judging them pre prematurely. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this too in school of dating. Like literally a first date can sometimes be a wash. You don't really know someone yet just by it's one true. date. And listen, I've shown up poor on my first dates too. Right. Like, like I've shown up nervous. I've shown up just like... Insecure, not on my game yeah like, like who knows maybe that girl's on her period that day and it just wasn't her best day and yeah. she's not feeling like herself i've definitely you know? shown up like not well on a first date mm -hmm. which is totally that's okay so in that point you know i'd say if you're kind of gray you can give it another date for sure i'd say maybe give it three dates the if three after date rule, three dates you're gray give it away that's what you say right yes absolutely but if it's a very clear no for just you know variety of reasons uh, go ahead and just be up forward yeah. and front with that. And uh, that's clarity. Is wow. Kindness. We're talking about communication so much, but this is so good. I know these are all fun. I love these hypotheticals. These are, these are the hypotheticals that you guys are literally going through right. on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. So we've been there, like we were doing this a very short amount of time ago. And uh, I feel for you guys. I mean, this is this like people talk about singleness and dating. This is the kind of stuff that occupies the mind of a single person who's dating. Yeah. And can just, you know, be all those ruts I talked about, like these places can just totally eviscerate and take up yeah. so much of our mind, emotions and heart that I would love to be just centered on God. Mm. And we're just stuck and distracted by these relationships left and right mm -hmm. that are just killing us. So good. So I have a random question for you. Okay. I hope you don't get offended. I'm unoffendable. Okay, John Bevere, Mr. Um, unoffended. Is that what he says? Well, no, that's his book. What is it called right now? I can't think. Bait of Satan. Yes, it's so good. Um, okay. I don't take bait. So it's nearing the end of August, and there's a very important season that's around the corner. And I'm not just talking about fall. Talking about football season. I'm talking about football season. You're talking about football. Football. Let's play some uh, football music. Ba, 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 ba. Or like uh, the CBS. I don't know. Okay. I really got to be honest with you. Okay. Is it, should it be concerning for a woman? Is it a red flag if a guy is more into football than he is his woman? And 
I want to speak into how I feel like that happens often and how it's happened for us. Uh, so you're speaking from personal experience. <laughs> yes, I am. Baby, I don't know if it's wise to go through uh, our couples counseling on a podcast together in front of everyone. Well, I just think this is a really important thing for people to know, you know, like okay. when we dated, we started dating in February post football season and I didn't see you in football season until like seven or whatever months into our dating relationship. Yeah. And I gave you a heads up. You did give me a heads up and it was bad. Okay, well, that's subjective. <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, I'm just going to make my claim for why I think that football can be a problem in relationships. Wait, you're not even giving me a chance to respond. This is, this no, is not a question. No, it's a statement. No. This is an indictment. Well, I'm just saying. Football can be a problem in relationships. <laughs> oh it gosh. monopolizes <sighs> men's time all day Saturday all day Sunday, hello, they skip church sometimes or watch it during church. Um, <laughs> Monday night, Thursday night, literally four days a week, there's football. And if they don't watch, they are checking their phone incessantly because they're in group text with guys giving updates about games. Or they have to check the dang sleeper app to update their fantasy crap. I'm sorry. I'm clearly upset about this stuff. But I have to air some of my, you know... Grievances, grievances because football season is about to start and ladies i just want to hear if you're with me um this is a problem right, and so this... you know i don't like to feel second post football dude <laughs> this is a blind side i told you don't this is an operation did you coordinate and plan this i did not <laughs> yes you did i literally just thought of it well wow i don't even know what to say on behalf of me and all my football lovers <laughs> listening to this like, one more thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go <laughs> For ahead. For example, you committed to me one fantasy league. And then you just randomly throw in another league the other day. And you're like, oh, but it's a side league. But I'm like, wait a second. But this is now means you're going to have to be checking those players and subbing out those players. No, and no, 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 no. No, okay. You, you know, first of all, Yes. <laughs> You caught me with my hand in the cookie jar, okay? <laughs> I joined another couple leagues, babe. A couple? Yeah, two, but one of them might not work out. It's a heart of dating league, which if you guys are still listening to this, you're a fella or a girl, you know, it's 2023, and you want to join our heart of dating fantasy league. Oh, my goodness. Come on through. <laughs> and then number two, um, yes, I did. And for me, I felt like, you know... I've cut down on my time for the fantasy per our agreements. And for me, with that cut down time, it would just be an incremental 5%. So I probably should have given you a heads up that this is what I was leaning. Only because we made why. an agreement. You yeah, know, like, I see what you mean. I'm not trying to control you, babe, but I, I see what you mean. I do think listen. football is a problem. And I will say I've talked to the wives slash girlfriends of your friends and we are all in the same boat. <laughs> you guys are you guys going to have We're a giant We're all going to have a support team club. Like we need you a guys support should do club. That. You guys No, but do it's it. not cool on the weekends <laughs> when not only weekends, 4 days a week when this is it just is a lot. Like I know you did an episode being addicted to your phone, but I feel like addicted to sports is like borderline worse than being addicted to your phone. Okay. Let's be super clear. <laughs> 
is football and sports an idol for many men and women right. across the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jeremy Riddle, this really was a gut punch to the soul. You know, if I look at my life and I'm getting more excited for when my sweet, beautiful, lovely Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry, just the way you were slowly talking about it, yes? Well, yeah. I mean, they're very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. When my sweet, amazing footballers. <laughs> baby, I'm talking about... You talk about them more tenderly than you talk about me. <laughs> well, they're there for me, all right? Always. Oh, my gosh. In my darkest and weakest times, all right? They've always been there for me. When they score a touchdown... And I feel that thrill and rush, and I let out a passionate, tighten up, let's go, and I roar. Jamie Riddle says, some of you guys here are more excited and passionate about when your team scores a touchdown than you are about praising and worshiping the king of kings wow. in the throne room. That was a quote. Yeah, he did say And that. I was like... Something's messed up in my priorities. Right. Something's messed up with my passion. Uh, if I and, if I really claim to be a Christian who loves God with all of my heart, mm. all of my soul, and all of my mind. So I think uh, there's some areas in our life that kind of have the construction tape around them. An excavator, <laughs> you know, a guy on a, an angel on like a, you know, Holy Spirit on the, what is it? The yeah, I know the the drill thing. You know the jackhammer. The jackhammer, and that's one of them. Now, you know, my request is not that you give up football, or for all the football lovers out there, it's not to give up football. It's where is the balance, and you know, like, is there a balance in your life? And I'm telling you, for the single men out there, and even single ladies who this applies to, like, if football is your number one during football season, like you will have issues when you get together with another person unless they were equally as much of a football lover as you, which, which is, is not, not the goal. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. Like literally all my friends whose husbands are obsessed are like, geez Louise. Trust you know? me. I think it's the hobby and a passion of a single man. And um, it absolutely is like elevated to the, to the think, place of idol. Yes, it, it just needs idol. to have a balance. And that's all I'll say about it, okay? Thank you, baby. All right, well, what a fun... <laughs> that was a super fun therapy session for you guys to end on today. That can I Did I emphasize that that was a lot of fun to talk about? And I'm super excited <laughs> you did not know that was coming <laughs> yubby he did not know so we guys i hope that was uh a good episode for you all <laughs> no i i thought it was good no i i think so too so we love you guys we can't wait to see you we got a man so dropping this friday and we will see you guys later bye bye The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. 
I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating Digital Marketing Coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our Brand and Community Manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week. Bye.